What is the single biggest way to influence other people in business? It might surprise you, but it's actually storytelling. In this episode, Danette talks about some different tips and tricks you can do to convey your storytelling to others. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Magical Learnings Podcast. My name is Danette Fenton-Menzies, and I'm the Director of Learning here at Magical Learning. And today we're going to be talking about storytelling and how you can use it in business. Now, I have a question for you. Who would like to be able to influence others more? Would you like to be able to influence others more? Then learning the art of storytelling can really take your communication skills to another level. For example, we know that stories have been around for 60,000 plus years. We're actually hardwired to listen to those stories because what they do is they help us to connect to one another. They help us to connect people to ideas. And that's mainly because they often are linked in with our emotions. So a good story really helps keep our attention It makes it really easy for us to recall things and a really great story, we want to repeat it to others, which means it then becomes a little bit contagious in a lovely way. So if you're a leader and you're looking at a way of increasing your influence, um, maybe even wanting to inspire or teach others, then learning the art of storytelling can be really helpful. One of the things we know about storytelling is that it actually triggers the release of oxytocin. And oxytocin is the trust hormone. So it allows us to connect with one another and it increases that trust. If you think about it, we tell ourselves stories every single day. You're probably not aware of it, but if someone looks at you with a particular look, you might then start a whole story in your brain about what that person's thinking about you. Or perhaps you go to pick up a coffee and the person behind the counter gives you a frown or their their voice is perhaps a little bit harsh or maybe it's really friendly. From that, you will make up a story in your head. And oftentimes, we're not aware of it. We can use stories in so many places at work, whether you're doing a presentation, perhaps you're coaching and mentoring someone. Even if you're writing a newsletter or a blog, or perhaps even in a meeting, all of those are great opportunities to share stories. For example, um, one of my stories that I share, particularly when I'm teaching finance to non-finance people, is that I failed accounting one at university. And my father said to me, well, you can either drop out or you can go back and repeat. So I went back and I redid accounting one. And nowadays, what I've learned from that is that I, because I loved language before numbers, I now have the skills to be able to translate really technical stuff to people who um, perhaps prefer stories over numbers. And the wonderful thing is that empowers people to be able to take control not only of the financial information in their organisations, but also their financial information at home. When you say to a non-finance person who perhaps is not that great around numbers and you share with them that there is a story that the numbers tell, they generally, you see their eyes light up. It's so fabulous to empower them to understand that. Some simple things about how do you structure a story for business. 
Well, the first thing is, what is the point or the message you're trying to get across? What is the purpose behind why you're going to share the story? You need to think about the audience and, and what's in it for them for listening to your story. And like any good story, it needs to have a beginning, a middle and an end. A really important thing to remember with business stories, however, you need to keep it in about two minutes. So I would therefore start with a very short beginning, maybe one or two sentences, maybe even start with a hook. could be a question, a surprise, something that engages them really fast. It could even be the time and place the story was taken back or taken. The middle, um, if you can, include a little bit of sensory details, whether it's a visual, so sight, touch, smell, sound, etc. All of those, again, just evoke emotion, which helps people engage in the story. Remember not to use technical language or jargon or acronyms because that will just confuse people. So imagine that you're having a coffee with a friend and just having a conversation and, and use that as your tone with your story. And then the ending really needs to end with the point or the message that you're trying to get across. Make sure that the ending is positive. Even if the story's not been so positive, what's the lesson you've learned out of that story? That can be really helpful. And as much as possible, particularly in that ending, use inclusive language such as we and us. Really um, lovely thing to think about as a leader, and this is a great story to start to help create a culture where people have a growth mindset and are willing to learn and adapt, is to share your challenges or mistakes that you've made along the way in your career and then you know, what you learnt from that particular challenge or mistake. That helps others see that you are human, that you're being vulnerable, so that increases the trust in you and it also gives them some ideas if they make a mistake or there's a challenge that there are other people who might have gone through the same thing. In fact, I was on a webinar earlier today and one of the people was talking about how they shared that they were really nervous when they started doing presentations because they were introverted. And just simply by sharing that, other people went, oh, it's not just me that's nervous about doing presentations. The more we share the, our stories, the more others can connect with us. And particularly important for our leaders to make themselves what I would say is available to others by sharing who more of who they are. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not sure that my story is all that interesting. One of the things we know about our brain is that information that is new or interesting or personal is something that the brain will tend to pay attention to. So the acronym we use there is NIP, New, Interesting, Personal. Remember that your stories are unique. So rather than sharing other people's stories, keep a list of your own stories with the purpose or the point that you could use them for. That makes them new to the other person, interesting because I haven't been in that situation and it's also personal for you. So it creates that additional connection. The idea is we wanna make sure that the brain pays attention. Anything that is boring for example, things we've heard time and time again, the brain's going to tend to go, no, I don't want to listen. But anything that's new, interesting and personal, 
absolutely the brain wants to listen to. Now, for those of you, because I deal with obviously a lot of finance people, a lot of business people, they often like financial information data. What we know is that data and financial information informs, however, it rarely changes behavior. When we can link data or financial information with a story, we actually create impact. The idea is that, particularly for non-finance people, if you've created that connection through a story or telling them that there is a story in the numbers that they're going to be looking at, that engages them more. That connection creates um, more trust, more familiarity, and makes the person less likely not to want to look at those numbers or the data. Just another way of looking at that, do you like feeling like an idiot? Now, I bet all of you who are listening to this are shaking your head because none of us like to feel like an idiot. So when we're explaining information that we are familiar with to people who are not so familiar and comfortable with, using a story to emphasise what's important for them and relating it to the information we're sharing can really create higher trust, higher connection, which makes the other people feel safe and therefore they are more likely to ask questions. If we just present information which we know others are not necessarily comfortable with, they might shut down and disengage pretty quickly because they don't want to appear like an idiot or feel like an idiot. Couple of things that are really important. The language you use in your business stories needs to be simple language, unless you are dealing with someone that you know understands your technical language. Remember the two minutes, it's really, really important. A critical thing is to get it to two minutes or less requires practice. So coming back to that one or two sentences for the beginning, including some sensory detail in the middle, and then at the end, making sure you're ending with that message or that point that you want to get across. When you are telling stories, don't forget to use your voice. So when something's really important, you maybe talk a bit louder. Perhaps you speed it up a little bit or perhaps you quieten it a little bit so that people lean in to hear. Remember not to be afraid to pause, particularly if you've made a really important point. Also, if you've asked a question through your story, pausing allows the brain, the other people's brains, to make connection. So when you ask a question or make that important point, make sure that you're okay to just pause. I'd also say, write your story out or use your device and record it and then think about you know, which are the main points and you might have some of that scripted and leave space for just you, how you show up your language. Take out words that don't really sound like you when you're having a conversation with someone because at the end of the day, people will pay attention when it is unique to you and your uniqueness, part of that comes from your language. So I would encourage you to start writing down your stories and thinking about which points um, they could support 
when you need to share a story at work? Is it a story about the vision of your work and, and you know, how your business started? Is it a story about how you or someone else in your team applied one of the values that is really important in the organisation? Or maybe didn't apply and the lesson you learnt from that? Is it something you can share you know, with your team when they're feeling a little bit defeated? Is there a story you can share that basically says, hey, we've all been through hard times and let's remember that we can get through this together. I really would encourage you to spend some time thinking about the types of stories that you could use in your organisation in order to influence others to get them on the same page, to create greater connection. And it may not just be in your organisation, it may be with other organisations as well. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to talking to you in the next one. Until next time, stay magical. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Magical Learning Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got a lot out of it. If you're new to the podcast, you can go back and have a look at some of our older episodes. We've got webinars in there, but we've also got shorter episodes that cover more specific topics. Otherwise, you can always follow us at all social medias. We are magical learning on most things, including YouTube, where you can see old webinars and extra information. Have a magical week.